0: This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hi there, it's Colin here and welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Today I am joined by a lovely lady called Lindy, Lindy Scott, and um, and Lindy is uh, she's a South African lady, and she um, has got a business that is that is really trying to really transform the way that you engage with workers in the workplace, and um, you know we have a we just have a really interesting and great chat about um. About Amber, the business, um, you know the way that uh, the way that it uh, she's, she comes from a creative background, you know, so it's, it's not a traditional health and safety route, but very much a creative background, and uh, and brings that creativity to the way that uh, that you can engage with uh, with your workforce. So I'd like to introduce you to Lindy. Lindy, it's so it's so nice to meet you, meeting you for the very very first time um, today. Um, we, um, we, we've we sort of come together because I, I met a, a gentleman called Kevin and we maybe chat about him a, a while later um, at an event. I was, uh, I was actually hosting an event and he came in and talked about the visions and values that he's got within his business and where he's looking to take it. And I, asked, I, I said, look, you know, I'd love to talk more about, um, you know, about health and safety. And he said, look, I have got somebody you need to talk to. And, um, and it was you. And he put us in touch, which is, uh, which is really cool um so can you give us a can you give us a little bit of um a little bit of background of yourself um you know who you are you know where you live and uh, you know and um, what you do
1: Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Colin. And it's really nice to meet you. I know we've been chatting a lot on LinkedIn. So it's really nice to actually hear your voice and not only on the podcast, to actually hear it in my own conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you to Kevin for putting us in touch. Uh, Kevin Gaskell is one of the investors who I've worked with since I was 25. So he knows a lot about our journey and how passionate we are about health and safety. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you to him for um, the introduction. So my name is Lindy Scott. I'm dialing in today from South Africa Johannesburg. So um, my background is in creativity. I studied fine art. So my journey into health and safety has been quite unexpected. And a lot of people often think fine art, how did you end up in health and safety? So it's, it's often a story that um, I love to share because it's quite organic. And it was really just about following my own path and listening to what users needed in terms of creativity and health and safety is where I found myself.
0: Mhm. so that's that's interesting my um my son has just uh has just graduated um from camberwell university in london with a, he got a first class honours in fine art and um and he's um he's just come and joined the business and uh and he's doing he's doing some absolutely great stuff on uh on just trying to turn some of the stuff that I do into something that people might find engaging and interesting. So I reckon that's where we're going to go with this conversation about how you, uh, how you make stuff engaging and interesting is, um, you know, I mean, what, what's um, you know, so what has the, what has the journey been like from, you know, from a health and safety perspective then what, what drew you into, into health and safety?
1: So, um, yeah, it's awesome that your son studied fine art because you often find the, the career path after you study a degree like that can be quite, Unexpected. if you're not gonna go into the traditional gallery route or lecture route, you can find yourself in quite unfamiliar territories where you really just have to navigate. So I've always remained true to, to my curiosity in terms of the process of creativity. So even at art school, I was always interested in what were people doing and why? And I was always in everybody else's studio and not in my own, really more interested in understanding the process. So that became one of the driving forces in my honours work, was really this concept of collaboration and creativity in action. So when I finished university, I obviously needed to find a job. My parents were were done um, supporting me, and it was now time to find find a career path. Mm -hmm. So I ended up taking a job in team building, which was really interesting because it was almost the, the commodity of collaboration. People were paying team building companies for their employees to come together and really create something so I absolutely found this process to be completely intriguing and a lot of people were non-creatives but just to see when you're given the opportunity to create what incredible dialogue and what beautiful moments happen from just being given the space and time for creativity to shine so that's been really my my driving force. So then I went to the first team building company and then I was given the opportunity to go and intern at another team building company called Hercules Trophy, which was based in Belgium. So coming from South Africa, the opportunity to live in Europe was absolutely incredible. And I learned so much from them. I was only there for a one year visa so when I returned home, I'd now been really intrigued with entrepreneurship and team building. And now what was I going to do? So I had I started a business in internal communication, which was where Kevin Gaskell actually invested in that business the first time around, him and my um, colleague, Kay Ingster. So they really just believed in bringing creativity to internal comms. And health and safety always sat under internal communication, but it wasn't really our focus until we actually got a brief from... Anglo-American, which is a huge mining company. And they phoned us up and they're like, hi, we hear you guys draw really well. Could you please help us? We need to draw some stuff for health and safety. Mm -hmm. And that was really our first introduction. It was a very much a cold call. And as soon as I started, I realized there was an entire world around health and safety that was far more engaging and needed a lot more time and effort to really understand the human dynamics around it. And there was just so much room for creativity. So after that first brief, I was absolutely hooked. And that's how we, we got here today. I completely pivoted and went full health and safety um, as my main point of interest in my career.
0: Wow. So, so you didn't have, um, you know, you, you haven't come through with a health and safety uh, qualification or anything like that. Your, your background has been creativity. But what you're just trying to do, I suppose, is, is look at, you know, looking at better ways to, to engage with people. Is, is, yeah is that where you know yes. is that is that where you're going so to so talk about can we explore that a little bit more then what um you know what what did you see what did you see that the the industry was getting wrong then what you know where where was it going wrong or where does it still go wrong
1: because it, because
0: it's, it's, it's rubbish in it? <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> it it has lots of room for creativity and improvement which is exciting for me because there's always something new and inspiration from different places So obviously, I didn't have the qualification and my first few jobs in health and safety and our first few projects um, were very much led by the client. So then I realized that I needed to upskill. So I went and studied a few occupational health and safety courses and really upskilled myself in understanding the role. But where we saw the big opportunity was to bring design thinking principles into the health and safety practitioners world. So... Often I would hear from clients, oh my gosh, creativity, that's above my pay grade. I can't draw a stick, man. I don't know where to start. But using a lot of the design thinking methodologies, we're actually able to draw out a lot of the insights that the safety professionals had themselves and really just with some guidance able to to tweak them and make them more human-centric and then bring the visual design element for it, so in terms of visual design, the scope is huge. We've all seen health and safety posters; they're very much caution men at work. So there was the opportunity to bring women into the dialogue. There was very little representation of human human centric content. It was a lot of clip art, a lot of really, I think, nineteen nineties graphics, a lot of um, very things that weren't they weren't they didn't represent humans they were very much stereotypical and looked like they came out of clip art Mm -hmm. so having to um bring like fresh design skills and illustration skills into the space was also a huge opportunity for us it took quite a lot of convincing because obviously i don't draw like i mentioned earlier i was the artist in the studios um more interviewing everybody on their process than actually the one doing my work and drawing. Mm-hmm. So I collaborate with a lot of talent and that's how we constantly bring fresh ideas and fresh perspectives into the space. So um, a lot it took quite a lot of convincing because when you first ask a creative, can you come help me with this health and safety project? It's in mining. You get a lot of pushback from why would I want to work in mining? Uh, So it took a lot of convincing to get the creatives on board with the projects. But then when they started to see the human side of safety, it's about getting people home to their loved ones. Then the buy-in was there and now they love the projects. They're always phoning to see if there's anything new for us to do.
0: Mm. So talk us through then, talk us through how you would go about, um, you know, how you would go about engaging with an organization then to sort of to, to revamp their their approach you know what do, what do you do you know
1: so the first step is to actually go in and learn and be quite neutral so we like to learn from the environment really understand what culture they already have inside and we I ignore the CI the corporate identity for those who aren't aware because sometimes I find you can get really caught up in which font to use and what color palette and you actually miss the messaging so we're We go in first to understand the organization, understand the type of people who are there and what type of demographic they come from. For example, in South Africa, we work a lot with mines and there's a lot of rural communities who don't have access to communication trends or very um, design thinking based things. So a lot of the work we do is very community driven. So one of the projects we've done in the past we, we did a sequence map, which is a design thinking methodology, or really about from getting ho- leaving home to getting home safe. And then we, we had a, a workplace version, but what we did as well as create a home version that was printed on blankets that went into the community so that the parents of the, who worked at the mine could then have a functional thing, but also play a game with their children on a, on a, on a blanket, which was a huge novelty. And it's just about completely trying to think of it holistically. A lot. There's a lot of disconnect in South <coughs> Africa from safety at home to the workplace safety, which has millions of rules and lots of compliance, and then you go back home, you may not have an electricity. So it's really just about trying to bridge those, those gaps and have honest conversations about safety. So we're not scared to tackle the tough topics. Sometimes our clients are, so we very much try and push the dialogue in into things like about HIV or about gender-based violence. So it's we that's approach an approach we do. We like to talk about everything, not only the technical stuff.
0: So just to go back to the um you know what you were talking about with the with the on the the, the blanket or the bed then what what is it you're trying it's to the do then? So is, so is this the is this is this trying to get the the person that's going to work to actually then engage with their their families better when they get back home. To I suppose make them truly appreciate the, the you know the, the, how wonderful their families are. I, I'm really trying to get you know what what are you what, what message are you trying to get across?
1: Yeah, so I think for that project in particular, it was really about the safety to and from work. So there was a lot of accidents happening on the way to work so this was when you you listen to you respond to what's happening on the ground so that was really one of the the areas we wanted to talk about also the big picture thinking so by seeing the full sequence map of from home every area in the work facing the risks and really using tactics like gamification it was such a different way to talk about your safety policy and the steps involved in getting you home safely and then because of the the materiality of the blanket and it was functional a lot of the people who were back home finally understood where their parents worked there was also that sense of pride of like oh wow this great thing came from my parents workplace and it, because it was a toy and a game you were constantly in dialogue and we found that this from this campaign we had a lot of uh, the alcohol alcohol on before shift was quite a big problem in the area so when more and more people were aware of the risk and that if you blew red at the gate and you came home, you now understood because of the game why that was happening. So they actually saw a huge drop in alcohol consumption as well, which was one of the byproducts of this project.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, you know, so so when you, you know, when you're going into a business then and you were talking about the, you know, the the sort of the the culture and that of the business. You're spending you're spending quite a lot of time with the senior management teams then to to really get a feel of what what's in what's important from their perspective. You know how's how's that working?
1: So we have a combination of spending time with leadership, but also spending a lot of time on the ground because mm-hmm. there's a lot of insights that you can get from the workers. So um we've actually designed a platform to to solve a lot of the workshops that we don't actually have to facilitate them ourselves, that the safety professional is empowered to facilitate and run these design thinking workshops with their, with their, within their own team. So they doesn't need to always be an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. But what we've done in those workshops is ensure that there's worker participation as well as leadership participation. So that's very much inspired by the ISO 45001 standard but it, it also drives big picture thinking, leadership participation and workers, giving them a place to, to voice their opinions on specific topics that come up. So that's been a, an approach that we've tried to, to, to communicate on both sides so that it's not only leadership where it becomes very much a them and us and then it doesn't become, oh, those guys in head office, they've never been on the ground. This is what actually is happening. So we really try to bridge that gap And have have like body of evidence for what people are thinking, saying, where the misunderstandings are happening. But that our approach is very much driven with with Amber, with the software, is very much driven based on topics. So it's quite narrow. And then through topics of, let's say, for example, PPE, the conversations that get sparked out of there, actually start talking about much bigger issues like procurement issues or that none of the PPE fits women or that the gloves are too big or small, which are actually causing a lot of the accidents because there were, there were very few ways that these conversations were happening and recorded in a way that was safe. And it didn't feel like you were tittle tailing or that you were Mm -hmm. getting shouted at. It was really, the vision is that it's always about dialogue and just conversations that you can learn from each other.
0: Mm. So when you're um <coughs> sorry when you're deciding the topics then you know to talk about who's 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 deciding that is that something that you're doing is that something that the employees are doing at sharp end is it the management or is it a combination of all of that how does that work
1: so with amber there's obviously only a, a certain amount of topics available inside the software because it's very new it only launched on the 1st of May mm. so how it works currently at the moment is we've done a lot of research with our our user groups and our personas on what topics they need the most Mm -hmm. so we don't really focus a lot of our time and effort on very technical things that's covered in induction that's covered in training you're never going to learn how to work at heights through an amber workshop but you'll be able to tackle more non-technical skills and actually the softer side around these topics so Mm -hmm. Um, that's really the approach. We let the technical stuff happen within training and the amber content and the amber topics be about safety and about culture and about conversation around those things. So you can really raise questions about the procedure around working at height, for example, mm-hmm. but it's not the training. and that's that's been one of our most difficult things is people always want us to do training and we, and we have to constantly say that's not our skill set. We're here to to help you build a culture. And one of open openness, communication, trust, creativity. You need all you need your training in place. You already need your policies in place before we can really add value.
0: Okay. So 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 what does adding creativity then to uh, you know to the process lo- lo- look like? You know, what what would you do differently to a typical a typical organization that's trying to get a message out there? Because people people try to get messages out and they they you know they do it. How does how does it differ?
1: So one of the biggest things that we spend a lot of time in designing our workshop is it's really about consultation and participation. So we we try to have that dialogue and a lot of tactics. So we'll do things, for example, like memory games or cards or quizzes or um, a lot of tactics in terms of like cutting things out, writing letters different ways in which to engage to engage the teams through tactics. So you still need the conversation and the toolbox talk, but how do you make me care? How do I take part? And that's really where Amber and our team bring the magic is because of our background in team building, our background in comms and creativity, the things are really well-designed and the moments around them really drive participation. So you have to, one of the things, for example, in PPE is really about creating a list of the things you hope to see in your life like what are five places you want to visit so then you you're talking about eyes but you're actually talking about something bigger than yourself you're talking about your goals you're talking about your bucket list so that's really how we try to drive communication and bring creativity in is to really get you thinking in a different way
0: and so can you take that on a little stage further then so you know if i've come up with the five places that i want to uh, visit what do you then do with that? Then how do you how how do you get that information related back to to the importance of PPE?
1: So with with that PPE workshop, for example, they everyone in the team would get a poster that they, it's an interactive poster. So they would then fill out the five places that they want to see, and then again we use tactics like storytelling. So then you share that with the rest of your your colleagues and your crew, so that you're building that trust as well with each other so that you realize that, okay, one day you want to come to South Africa, you want to come on a game drive or a safari. So you just start to realize that everyday safety, you're there to work, but there's also so many other things that, that your life that you have in your life, the goals you want. So, then we would, the facilitator would be trained and from a facilitator's guide to really start talking about that. So like, okay, what are the common things we all want to see? We all want to travel. We all want to see our children grow up. We all can't wait to see our son graduate from college. So you start to get that personal connection off of one simple creative poster, the conversation has gone so much bigger than please wear your goggles.
0: Mm -hmm. So, but what you're trying to do, I mean, again, because I'm, you know I'm, I'm thinking that that the that approach that you're taking there you know of, of getting people to think bigger about their 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 their, their personal um, well-being um, you know applies to to so many different things that they do that you know it could the message could start to get the same you know whether you're talking about um you know wearing ppe or you're talking about um you know uh, electrical isolation and lock off or, or whatever it is you know the the outcomes could be quite similar so you know from a from a from a from that particular perspective then are you is the message you're trying to get over look you know if you want to go and see these places if you want to go and experience these places if you want to see your children growing up and having having an amazing future then you've got to look after your eyes is is that is is that the sort of message that you're 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 getting over or is it is it more than that am I being very basic (laughs) there
1: well well, it's not about being basic but it's really about it's about bringing the human into the safety conversation. So whatever you're, whoever you are, you want to be included in this conversation. Mm-hmm. So the one that the topic we've been discussing now is just PPE. But for oh, example, yeah. we've got things on mental health. So what does that look like? And that's got to those will have different tactics. So Amber would never be boring. Every time you have a, a an Amber workshop, you're not going to just be talking about watching your children grow up. You know, there's different tactics, depending on the topic. Okay. So, but the main thing that Amber does is bring the human and the heart into the health and safety topic. Mm. Because the feedback we've had in a lot of the research is it's very, it's very, can come across as quite aggressive. It's like, don't touch this, don't walk here. And there's very little why. So this is really just giving people tactics and ways to start just actually having conversations or seeing if people don't understand the why, because just saying, Oh, it's going to kill you. Cool. Like that. Yes. That's scary. Obviously people don't want to die, but how do I have built that personal connection to the safety, the safety messaging that's happening within the, within the company as well.
0: And yeah, no, I really, I really like, I really like that, you know, that, um, You know, this, you know, so it's, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, what medium, what medium do you use? But, you know, I think a big part of it is is conversation, isn't it? You know, that's a that's a big part of what you're trying to do here. And you'll have you'll have resources that you use, but those resources are really just trying to create a really great communication with people who are doing who are doing the doing.
1: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that and I mean, our holding company is called the Health and Safety Dialogue Company. So it's very much around the dialogue. And yeah. a lot of the tactics are paper-based. So you need paper or some of them don't have <laughs> paper. But there's, it's a very tactical, practical approach. And they don't take hours. You're not at an off-site building a raft, learning to become a great team together. You're there in the moment, short, quick you could call them icebreakers, conversation starters, just really ways to to get the conversation flowing. And safety professionals are busy. They have a lot more to do in a day than think about creative ways to make health and safety fun and engaging. There's a lot of legislation, a lot of paperwork, a lot of training. So Amber's there to be their friend. It's there to help them and a trusted place with people who really love, breathe creativity. That's our vision is that, you, you you trust Amber, you go there for great tactics that are branded to you. So the system would brand them as well. So the visual resources are branded to your own company. So you go to, to Amber to get access to them. You can tweak them if you need, but it's really just the foundation of creative thinking done for you, with you, then you can obviously push them as much as you need. But a lot of the research is done on like the new view of safety. We spend a lot of time on Psychology, philosophy, a lot of the humanities. Like, how do we bring that human side into safety, which can be quite technical? And I'm not taking away from the technical; you need the technical to be there. That's the foundation. But how do you make that conversation feel more human?
0: Mm. No, it's um, you know, it's it's a really it's a really important part of it. And I think you know, it's a you know, there's always a lot of debate about new view and you know and traditional safety. And I think you know the people that did traditional safety well we're talking to people who always have been, but, um, you know, but that's the, often the bit that gets, um, the, the, you know, that isn't done particularly well. And, you know, and the, and the better you can get at, uh, you know, at engaging and communicating and talking to people who, who are, who are in the business, the, the better you're going to be as a, you know, as, a, as an organization, you know, without, without a doubt. I didn't ask a question there. I just made, just made a statement there. So sorry about that. No,
1: that's
0: fine. Yeah. So what is it? I mean, you know, so, so, um you know what is the you know I, I see on your uh, your vision you to be curious to be bold and to do you know they uh, they're they're um you know some of the uh you know some of the visions of your of the organization tell us a little bit more about that then what is you know what what, what is your thought behind those those three those three statements
1: Perfect. So yeah, those are the those are the values. That's what drives us every day. So being curious is the number one for us. We constantly want to be learning, learning from where people need us. You know, we're not there. We're not the we're not the experts on every every technical thing in health and safety. So being curious is something that leads us to find new and creative ways to discuss um, different topics. So that curiosity is one that constantly keeps our team learning and looking and trying to find the best ways to help our safety professionals communicate with the teams. So that's where be curious comes from. But obviously with curiosity, you could sit and be curious all day, but you actually have to do something. So that is why, do is such an important part, part of it for us as well. And then to be bold is, is in the design, it's in the visuals, it's in the conversations, you have to be bold. As a startup, we can't be scared to have the debate about behavior-based safety and new view. We're not there to say what's right or wrong. We're here to make sure that creativity helps save lives in the workplace and beyond. That's our big vision, is how can these tactics help the safety professional who has a lot on their plate and how can we help them that's what keeps us going every day Mm -hmm.
0: so do you um i mean do you use your different medium then so you got you know you mentioned about paper being a being one of the one of the routes. what what else is it did you uh, do you have visual and and audio audio um resources as well
1: so we haven't um, ventured into audio resources. So we're very much in the in the visual medium for now. Like I said, it's we're still pretty we're still quite new yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of launching. So mm-hmm. yeah, building a tech solution to support the content actually took much much longer than anticipated. But mm-hmm. we, we're here at this point. Um, but also, our first market is Africa. So. We, um, we've really responded to, to the medium and the channels that we have here. So our content can get downloaded as a PDF. So mm-hmm. you can print it out in, in from A1 to a, A6. So a lot of our guys, a lot of the teams here are like, for example, the drillers, they don't have a, a locker room or a big workspace. Mm-hmm. So we have like small posters for them. Not everybody has access to email Um or data for their phones. So we try, there are options where you could use your internal channels like Yammer WhatsApp, whatever your company is using to send content out. But here in our launch continent, we've really gone visual first in terms of paper-based um, or, or TV screens where you can display content. So that's been the first. As we grow and go into different markets, we'll bring in new, new mediums. But for now, it's staying very much in um, in like poster format, workshop format, and video, audio; those are all things that are part of our, our future, but they're not they're not part of our today. Okay,
0: okay. No, I mean that's uh you know that's that natural progression. I think you know it's um you know it's really important to to get to get something out that's got uh, that's got sort of minimum viable um you know potential, and then you know and then build on it. You know once it's uh, once it's out there, once it's working, and then you uh, then you you build on. So, I mean, are there um, particular sectors then that you you like to focus in on? Is it is there certain industries that are you know that have got a higher risk? Or, you know, do you try and work in in, in you know in, in all different kinds of, of, of sectors?
1: So in Amber, um, we have a lot of neutral content that could be used across sectors, but in terms of our focus, our main focus is mining and construction, mm-hmm. and we'll be moving into agriculture and oil and gas as we grow but for now i would if you if you had to ask me what sector i work in mostly it's definitely mining i also volunteer for women in mining south africa it's we're we're operating out of south africa it's one of the biggest um Mm. economic drivers so very much focused at the moment on mining the other sectors because we make the content quite bespoke and the visual representation Really inspired by the sectors. We also have to um, we have to pace ourselves as we grow and mm-hmm. manage the data sets and and things like that. But so far, the feedback in mining has been been really really positive. So we know one sector is really happy with the with the amber content.
0: How would um how would a because you do you make you make posters then is is part of what you you have part of the resources as a poster that would go out that people would use mm-hmm. or uh, uh, yeah
1: so that would form part of the campaign.
0: So how so would, there's um, two
1: there's two okay. sorry sorry problem. there's yeah, two yeah. sides there's there's um the Holden safety dialogue company which does bespoke work which was like the blanket project we were talking about for the yeah. mine. Okay. And then there's the the, the platform oh. which is the um every safety professional can access the same resources and mm-hmm. then those resources are also branded to their company. So okay. there are two distinct approaches. So just so we're on the same
0: yeah approach. no 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 um, I yeah. saw the you know and thanks for that thanks for that clarification. But how would a how would a safety poster then look different down the amber route compared to a traditional health and safety poster? What 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 would what would the difference be?
1: So one of the main differences is the quality of the illustration and the graphic. So we've actually blended photography with illustration. So if you log on, which I'm sure some of your listeners may want to want to go look on, we've got mm-hmm. two, we've got two models. We have a male and a female character who we then draw the, the PPE over, and it's a it's blended. So it's quite an it's a very um, contemporary look. Uh, the, the, the all the words and the slogans and things have gone through quite a, a rigorous semiotics process so we've really tested it really focused on the language so a lot of the, the so the symbols and the messaging of them has what we would be called amberized so they've really gone through a very um, creative process a fine art process a lot of research so it isn't just a quick poster I mean, you'll find some of them like caution men and women at work, but a lot of the PPE ones are, each one is seen as a little artwork, you know, so it's not just a, a quick poster that gets um, pulled up. A lot of time and effort and thought goes into every single brushstroke.
0: So is the, I mean, but is the message, I mean, you know, what would the message be different then? How is the, how is the message more creative than, uh, than say a traditional, a traditional message? You know, what do you, what do, you, what do, you do differently?
1: So again, we, we try and you do make it quite, we keep it quite simple. So we don't be too clever. We don't do like crazy puns that people don't understand. Uh, so yeah. so it's a combination of simple messaging to the point done well with the design. And the wording and the image all create things together. So for example, one of the, the posters we have would be about with, with the audit was, is a, of the, you see the the earplugs. And then you also see coming out of the poster a whole bunch of words and graphics saying, I love you, thank you, your favorite song. So as soon as you start to look at that poster, for example, it's firstly on in the demographic of that is very much um, related to, to our target audience. So it's, it's, so it's an African gentleman. And then When you look at it, it's not just saying, put your earplug in. It's talking again, subconsciously, you're learning from it. Like, oh, look, there's a Tweety Bird. Oh, there's these interesting sayings and stuff. So we try to make it more engaging. So if you've gone into an art gallery, you could walk past the poster and it means nothing to you, which is fine. Not every poster will resonate the same way with every person. But if you take the time and really start to look at the symbolism and the messaging and what it means... And then hopefully you can really take something away from that poster that's not just a stick man saying, put in your earplug.
0: I really like that. I like, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, of, 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 I suppose, you know, in a way what you're doing is you're saying to people, look, this is, this is what you could lose. This is, you know, if you, if you don't wear the hearing protection, you're not going to hear your wife saying that they love you. You're not going to hear that bird that bird song you're not going to hear that piece of music that that you uh that you really you really love and and it's it's getting people to to make that connection I've, I'm assur- I think that's I think I'm right you know what I mean that's a it yeah. sounds that sounds um, like and I love it I really yeah. like that
1: so, so so one of my favorite resources that we've made is the December there was the December poster which was the safety at home interactive poster Is it was a a, my home safe rules? So it was you could take that home and you could talk about home safety. So obviously, here in South Africa, December is the holiday time. But then in it, it talks about like what to do if you see a stranger or if there's crime or fire or flood. So there's like the general things so that the parents have a a visual resource or a visual stimulus to, to then have the conversation in whichever language they need. But then we've also introduced things in that post like every day we clean we um we brush our teeth we do hygiene which a lot of people take for granted but hygiene and dental dental health for example is one of the topics we, we 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 will be will be discussing in our roadmap so we we make sure that those conversations happen at grassroots so that the future generation understand about dental health for example or understand about personal hygiene so when you're having that conversation at work it's going to both it's going across so from the people at work um understanding that conversation or mental health and sleeping and why rest is important and fatigue to why your children go to bed early so we really try to make the conversations holistic so that poster for example they then draw on make their own rules put the emergency phone numbers on so that it, you really do empower people. So if you're thinking about safety at home, you'll be thinking about safety at work as well. So that that conversation isn't isolated only to work. And, and that's a big thing for us. So yeah, that's at the moment, one of my favorite resources. So some of the posters, people cut up. So for vaccines, the vaccine posters, it became a photo booth. So a lot of these trends, which we've all saw at hospitals, people having their photo, I got my jab, I got my vaccine. The safety professional now has access to them. They don't even have to look, look for the trends or identify them. The trends are there available for them in that instant.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm 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 really, I'm really loving that. You know, I uh, you know, I you know, when we first started talking, you know, I was I was sort of trying to think where it would go, but you've really got me thinking there about, you know, just about getting getting people to to make it a holistic an holistic approach. And and you know, even though, you know, in the UK, you know, the it's the it's it's health and safety at work <laughs> you know regulations which make you think about doing health and safety at work all the time in, in actual fact there's a much much bigger there's a much much bigger influence that um you know that you can that you can break into and you can you can engage with and uh you know i'm really i that's really fascinating it's
1: really,
0: really fascinating.
1: Yeah. yeah. So obviously we don't make some of this stuff is very much um about workplace yeah, and yeah. things, but it's we find like the more you understand yourself as a person in the in the work environment and your per, and yourself as a person at home and how safety is everywhere. It's in going on holiday and getting sunburnt at the beach and skin or work or working outdoors, having in construction in the heat and heat fatigue and different things. People, those conversations they don't always happen. And people just assume people know. And, and that's, and that's um, a, a terrible way to look at health and safety. I mean, whether you, wherever you are in the world, those conversations and that risk still happens at work and to and from work and at home.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you you know, just, you know, in the UK, you just look at the stats, you know, far more people suffer serious injury and death at home than they do at work. Um, probably not ill health i think ill health is probably uh more uh, more work related but um you know but accidents definitely uh you know there's a lot more happen at home so yeah getting that uh you know getting that that link across and getting people to just to consider it you know consider it is i think it's really really nice a really nice message so no that's that's really cool so um you know so how, how um how can people get hold of you then uh Lindy, what's well, so you know if they if they want to have a look if they want to check out uh you know some of the stuff that you do what's the, what's the best best place for them to go
1: um so if you want to connect with me personally I'm very active on LinkedIn so it's lindy scott and then we've got a, our website for the amber the amber software which is ambersafety.info mm. and then to see more of the unique work that we do that would be on um, our hsdc.io website so there there are two separate domains but they are very active on social media as well so that you can just connect with us there or connect with me personally and I can point you in the direction to to what serves your your interest the most so
0: that's absolutely wonderful hey you know thank you so much for your time you know it's been really it's been really fascinating really interesting talking about this and uh, you know um you know um I you know really appreciate uh, you were uh, sort of giving us a bit of insight
1: yeah, no problem. And thank you for your interest in our approach. It's, it's, it's very much a unique one, but one that seems to be um, gaining quite a lot of traction and people seem to be really supporting the vision. So yeah, thank you for your interest and thank you to your listeners for also taking the time to listen to our story.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Cheers.
1: Awesome. Thanks. Colin.
0: Lindy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It uh, it was lovely to to chat with you and and to hear about uh, you know hear about the business and success that's going on. How you're going to take it around the world and and just you know just some of the stuff that you were talking about you know and, and how you know changing the way that you put the message over to people you know with things like you know PPE you know you know not just about wearing hearing protection but actually the things they're going to lose the the bird song you know somebody telling them that they love them you know that kind of stuff i just think it's a really great way of thinking about uh, you know about about important messages and getting them over so you know I, I'm, I hope people reach out to you you know people check out uh you know check out your website and the work that you're doing and uh you know really really good luck you know for the uh, for the future um thank you very much um just a little message from our sponsors uh, project maletium we're a fantastic community, you know, for people who are new to the profession, a crossroads in their career or coming towards the end of their career and want to give something back. You know, Project Miletium, um has weekly calls. Um, every week, um, people are getting together to talk about their successes, to talk about the uh, issues that they face, you know, just really, really hot topics that are going on at the moment. Um, we also have uh, philosophy calls, um, that was hosted by Simon Cassin really uh, really interesting you know, really challenging the thinking around uh, you know you know some really simple questions um, we have a book club um, that uh, um, and we really get into detail about um, about what you've learned yourself from a book but also what other people have learned from uh, from from books currently we're reading um, um, paper chase um, we've also got um, uh, a quarterly mastermind where we have some great speakers, you know, some really, really great people that are given their time to come and uh, to come and talk about, uh, you know, their, you know, their views on health and safety. We've had Carsten Bush on, we've had Teresa Swinton on. Um, got some great people lined up for 2022 and beyond. You know, so please check out uh, www.projectmolybdenum.com. Thank you very much.